0: Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast today. Um, You know, this week is Holy Week, so as a pastor, I'm very excited. Even though I know I'm going to walk into an empty sanctuary Sunday morning for our live stream service, I also know that even though the sanctuary is empty, the living rooms and back porch swings all over the world are going to be filled with people tuning in to hear the message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I'm extremely excited. I don't care how we announce the message, I'm just thrilled that we get to and so as we cling to the hope of the resurrection, um, I just want to thank you for helping us spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus. And you can go ahead and prepare for the Easter season right now. Maybe take some time today to think of a couple of folks that you want to invite to watch the live stream at the same time as you. And then you can dialogue with them Sunday afternoon uh, in a text thread. But we can still use the platforms that God's given us because even though coronavirus has sort of shut down you know, our economy and our society, Society in some ways, it cannot stop the spreading of the message of the resurrection of Jesus. And I just think it's really cool this year how evident that is by the fact that you know, even with all the new rules and regulations in place, and the message of Jesus may be broadcasted more clearly and farther than on any other Easter in the past. So as we're making history together in an awkward moment, let's celebrate the resurrection. So I want to talk this week about a few things uh, that I think give us opportunities to engage the coronavirus season well as a church family. And today what I want to talk about is idolatry. Um, I know that sounds a little unusual, but hang in there with me. Hold on. So you know, the, the scriptures teach us that we're supposed to have only God as our God, you know, have no other gods before him. That's the first commandment. The second commandment, don't make an image of him. And you, know, you kind of put those two commandments together and you have you know, the, the core of the Bible's teaching against idolatry. That you know, fundamentally, human beings are not supposed to worship or prioritize any other thing except God himself. So in the old days idolatry you know, looked like you would choose a pagan god that you worshipped. You'd make an idol or a statue of that god and you'd worship it basically because you thought that that god would help you advance in life. That god would help you in relationships. That god would help you with children or with your crops or with your wars but, or, or just to celebrate and party. But you would choose an idol, make a statue, put it on your mantle and worship that thing. So tangible, so visible. And the Bible was clear that that kind of idolatry was the root of all sin. In fact, in the book of Romans in chapter 1, the scripture teaches it this way. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God or gave, gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. So in the book of Revelation, I mean, the book of Romans, as we launch this letter, you know, Paul believes that idolatry was the beginning of all sin. I would say idolatry is the root of every sin. For us to think that there is something more valuable or more worthy of our time, attention, and affection than the living God, well, that's idolatry. So in its old-fashioned format, idolatry was easy to spot. There's a statue on the mantle, and it has a name. Well, the fact of the matter is, as we've become a modern society, especially in the West, where we don't, we don't, worship idols, do we? Like we don't make statues and we don't believe in a pantheon of gods. I mean, we basically have one God. You can take him or leave him. You can be agnostic or atheist, but nobody's pretending there's lots of gods for the most part in the West. And we certainly aren't going to make statues of other gods, right? But hold on for a second. If we stop and think critically for just a minute as a church, we'll recognize that idolatry is still the root sin for humanity. It's still really basically what has us off track. Even though we're not making idol statues, even though we're not naming them, we're very much idolatrous. Just as idolatrous as any of our human ancestors, the same things that they were chasing Satisfaction with another human being in a relationship or marriage, children, successful economy, more crops, more power, a greater reputation, success, might, strength. We're looking for the exact same things. And so their idols had names, identities, personas, and statues. Well, we've gotten rid of the personalization. But we're still chasing the world and all it has to give. So for some of us, our idol has been our work, and we're workaholics as we worship that idol. For some of us, our idols have been our bank accounts or wealth. And we become covetous or greedy or maybe we're just consumed with thoughts of money as a way to worship it. For some of us, relationships have become absolutely our our idol. We cannot be comfortable alone with God, like by ourselves. We've got to be in a relationship with a girlfriend or with a boyfriend or with our with our marriage partner. We have no identity apart from, and we can't be comfortable without another human being. But, you know, Some Christian teachers throughout the past have essentially said that almost all sin comes down to the pursuit of money, sex, or power, and I want to say that that is still true. And the idols from the Old Testament era were generally chasing after one of those three things, and the idols of today probably are too. So one of the benefits of this moment that we live in is that we're a people who knows that God's taught us to chase no idols, to pursue Him first and only. Well, one of the things that this coronavirus moment has created for us is, as it cleared our calendars and wiped out our schedules, as it's pressed us to be more alone and in solitude, I think for some of us, it's bringing us face to face with our idols. We recognize that We were worshiping athletics or we were worshiping our hobbies or we were worshiping our work or we were worshiping other people or relationships or gatherings or the status that we enjoyed when we were in those places. And having some of those things stripped away has allowed a few of us to recognize idols that we were worshiping. And so I want to ask the church family as we move right now into Easter and to the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus, that one gift God could be given all of us is that this has helped us focus on what's really important, like what really matters on eternal value and eternal purpose. This could help us identify some of the idols that we've been chasing. And while they're out of our life, we can make a decision to keep them out of our life, that we can reconnect with the living God. And from this day forward, Worship Him and worship Him only. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I cannot wait to share the message of the resurrection of Jesus with you in just a couple of days.